It's only entertainment. Welcome back to the Talking Hedge. I'm Josh McCain, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. With me is Kai Kirk of Blaze. Kai, thanks for being with us on the Talking Hedge. Pleasure. What is Blaze? What do you do? Uh, Blaze, we have software for more dispensaries. We offer uh, kind of the whole, what we like to call the operating system for dispensaries. So that's your uh, point of sale software to do checkouts, your inventory management, uh, integration with your compliance platforms like Metric or Biotrack or like CCRS in uh, you know, Washington. Uh, and then also delivery is big part of that. Okay, so it's kind of uh, all encompassing, not just uh, the typical kind of inventory management, but, but a lot more. Yeah, and not to say that that's not important. Uh, I think it is it's huge. There's a, 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 one of my favorite products right now is this three and a half gram blunt stick. Mm-hmm. But they work out for five months. And I was thinking, okay, maybe they have spider bones, maybe they have some kind of issue in, in their facility. But no, it was just that the turnover inside of the store meant that the purchaser never made the call to buy. But why did the manufacturer call and be like, yo, how come you're not buying from us? <laughs> What's, welcome to the cannabis supply chain. It's, uh, it's very fragmented, as you probably know, right? Uh, especially, well, even in mature markets like California, right? But we're, you know, we're trying to, at least from the point of sale side, put insights and analytics and people, you know, buyers can take a look and say, okay, what's my run rate on products? How many days do I have left? What products do I have an inventory that I've had an inventory for six months, right? I've got a hundred thousand dollars worth of these wasted money. So we're trying to we're trying to provide solutions like our analytics and help Is there anything just simply a pantry uh, alert? Like, you know, your pantry of pre-rolls or twenty percent low on, on this. Is there anything like that where it would trigger an alert for somebody who's not paying attention? Because I'm, I'm in this state in Washington where there's 2,000 SKUs and a lot of turnover. Yeah. Versus a, a you know a, a limited license state, Nevada, Arizona, all of you know, New York, whatever. All of these other places have very limited product, and I think the, the inventory control is easier to manage. Uh, but nonetheless, turnover doesn't help. So, is there some kind of like alert system that you have? How do you how do you keep track and alert in order to put product on the shelf and money move? Yeah, we have um, we have a low inventory threshold of like seven hundred different products. We're looking to actually take that to the next level and know that more dynamic. Uh, currently, the customer we have to So that's kind of ideally the fail safe of the order is really keeping up with that right and releasing the order so we can show how to do to make sure the distribution is everything that they should be able to Right. We're all about trying to make sure that you guys are come in and wait and see what you want. You might be walking away and never come back to that dispenser again if you find the next door or something in your service. Well, how do you keep up with, with all of the changes on the technical side of compliance? Because that's a huge aspect too. <laughs> we try very hard. Um, it's a it's a constant battle. We have a couple of we have two people on our compliance team that are constantly just researching the regulations. We have a development team of six that are dedicated to just compliance updates. And uh, for example, like in California, we have last minute changes that come all the time. We just have one. Day. Last week, we just found out that we're going to have to have a delivery manifest as of January 1. Set to metric. So it's like a whole electronic manifesting thing that we have to do in the back end. But 
Well, the government did at that time when they notified everyone, and also sent out a survey saying, make some public comment. So they haven't even finalized what's going to happen, but we have to have it in by January 1. We're going into the holiday season, and we have to have it. It's, we have to be nimble and on our toes because they're also doing tax changes, which they still haven't finished all the guidance on moving excise tax around. So it's a lot of states metric releases last minute things, and so you just have to be really dedicated and so that's all in one one dashboard or different dashboards like how how do each facility look at, at all of the sectors if we're, if we're talking about vertical integration right yeah the grow and the retail come out of the same company but yet there's different individuals that are looking at each thing so is it self is it intuitive is it self-explanatory because my clients people don't really understand we find our support with a lot of education. Yeah, we have um, You know, it's, it's pointing them to the, the right resources, but a lot of times just explaining to them how a metric works and making sure they've gone to the right metric classes or final track classes and they actually understand what's going on. But it's, unfortunately to them, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I have all this stuff, I have my license, I'm running my dispensary, please is doing it, right? And then they get some audit and they find out that they didn't set certain things up right. But, you know, everything we've been sending has been right, but maybe they start special inventories wrong and they don't understand So it's, um, it's a constant thing where we're trying to make sure we can help them use the as possible. Um, and in the future, we're working on new pieces where we can actually try and give them more of like alerts and warnings when things are getting out of the for them and say, okay, here's some mistakes you might have made. Well, Blaze has done everything right from what you put into it, you've gone out of the system and done things right. We want to make sure we What are some best practices for the new emerging markets and new states rolling out? I, I would say that practices make perfect what failure does. And, you know, Washington State is like that petri dish experiment you can just learn from. What are some of the key takeaways or points, uh, failure points that you've learned from that you can pass on to these, uh, these new rollouts? Um, like from the state regulatory side of things? Yeah, or compliance or inventory management or anything. Um, there's a lot to lose. <laughs> so much done that. Um, you know, when it comes to like just the, the state bodies making you know, the regulations and the rules, uh, trying to keep it as simple as possible, trying to model it after um, you know, another state see the future of when you talk about either states' rights or federal laws dropping, which probably years down the road, right? Regardless of what Biden said. Um, how are you going to be able to, you know, compliantly move the product across state lines if they all have their rules and regulations, right? So we've had some states that have tried to come together and work on a state's right and figure out how they're going to do some of that. But even still, every state rolling out and deciding, oh, we're going to do this differently and this differently, and you really have a bunch of regulators who haven't consulted candidates, right? And they haven't consulted people in the space or software companies who are dealing with this and ask the right questions, saying, like, how can we do this right? You know, this is this is what we're doing. Can you help us understand this is great? We spent some time in New York uh, working with their cannabis control bureau up there, actually, a few weeks ago, just educating they're getting ready to pull out their, uh, their uh, social equity program to 100, 100, 150 licenses. Um, it was interesting to see when we started educating them on the 
platforms and what the different size stores could be, what they could expect to get revenues, what they might expect to pay in rents. The whole program they were doing for social equity could have potentially had some rents over two for anybody who needs Right? And so there was just there's a lot of education we did. We could ask for more information, which we could provide as much as we could to get someone to succeed. Say for, for new governments coming in, the more you can lean on people who already got industry experience and learn from data analytics, the better it will make better decisions. Blaze has, has a lot going on. Is there a way that you prioritize the important features that you offer? Would you say you have to be in compliance before you have you know software or you know like inventory? When you approach somebody, you have all of these options. How do you prioritize what to pitch? Um, or what to offer? What to offer? Yeah, uh, I mean, from what we have in our product suite right now, um, I mean, it's whatever fits what they have, right? But from uh, building features and from what we're looking at for the future, because, um, you know, in the cannabis space, we're all startups, right? I mean, there's not a single incumbent software company that came in just because they'll lose their banking, they'll lose their insurance, all the stuff that happens as soon as we're anywhere related to it, like we have, right? It's a software company. We had to go through all of those struggles as if we touched the plan. Um, but for all of us, you know, in space, compliance is number one for us. We've got to make sure our customers are compliant. The stability of the software is right up there. Like, make sure it works. We don't have bugs. Make sure, like, they can just get their job done. And then, you know, speed and performance is a big part of that, right? So our our point of sale app, we try to make brainless. Like, you know what we call it? Stoner proof is what we want it to be. Because we know a lot of butt tenders, they come in and they leave. There's a ton of turnover in that position, realistically. Right, so we want it to be really easy to train and a butt tender's like, what do I do? Oh, I hit that button, right? And just like, and then the fast butt tenders, you see them and they can break down transactions super fast, and you're able to turn people over in your dispensary quicker, right? Because that time waiting in queue is time that you might be losing customers. So, um, but when it comes to other new features, it's really trying to see what serves our customer base best. Um, you know, when we were a small company, we did what all startups do is listen to every customer and build a bunch of features, and as you get bigger and you 50, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 customers or more, you have to really narrow it down and say what serves the customer base best. And you know, every time somebody brings a problem to you, really, customers bring solutions, right? And then you have to dig and say, well, what's the actual problem you're trying to solve with the solution you brought? And typically, there's a better solution we can build that can serve the whole industry. And when you're looking at, at uh, the software side, do you have insight into the data on what songs are the most popular? Like what's what's moving off the shelves? Because uh, I'm trying to figure. I, I think it'd be beneficial for a lot of folks to know what to. Forty percent is probably flour, but are you seeing more pre rolls or more vape uh, pens? Like what's moving within the uh, system? Um, it definitely does vary by market. We are in the midst of a project trying to normalize data, which we'll probably find is uh, a big problem in the cannabis space. Uh, you know, you look at reports from BDS or whoever, and maybe they have their categories, and maybe they're incomplete. And maybe their their categories bleed over because um, we have a big problem that items come through in metric, and that doesn't have to tie up to anything in particular. Right? As a manufacturer, I can say this is a 
half gram, you know, whatever pre-roll uh, indica, and then I can next time say this is a pre-roll indica half gram, and name it anything I want every single time, even though it's the same skew and same product. And then the retailer brings it in, and they enter what they want in. Right? And so now you have hundreds of retailers with all the different product names, and all put them in their own counties. Right? Bad data in and bad data in. Yeah, and so we're actually trying to solve that in a few different ways and normalize that. You see a lot of different companies have tried to build brand portals and be like, brands, just come through your data here. But you know, the last thing a brand wants to do is update the 17th website, right? So um, we're working with some data aggregators that uh, we, can, we think can get some traction and potentially bring the data in there. We utilize that data, you know, help them normalize their data more. And uh, with that, we actually get some really good industry models. But um, it's, it's a big problem just because there's no standardization. We talked about a lot. Anything else you want to cover? So, I mean, I guess, yeah. Um, delivery and dispatch, you know, that's one of the things that um, is really big in space. And we saw COVID actually boost that. We always had the, we always knew that people were going to want that Amazon type convenience, right? But it's the cannabis space, so every new market, people have to get educated, right? You're a new consumer to a brand new product, you want to go and touch and understand, talk to the blood tender. You may or may not know what you need, but we can give you some advice, and you can try different products. Eventually, you're going to find your product, and you're going to want to make sure that you can just get that easily. You can just go run, or you pay a few bucks extra, whatever, shows up what you're doing when you want to save you time. Um, and so, you know, we've definitely leaned into delivery. We've got a, a dispatching product that, you know, big companies like Hyperbolt and California uh, utilize that are just all over the state and allow you to have like a single dispatch center that you can take a look at. And all the different locations that are doing dispatch, you can manage all those orders. And you have drivers in your own field. Um, California, we have something unique that we call the ice cream truck pizza truck, you know, pizza style, like, order comes in, you make the order, you take it out, ice cream truck is a guy driving around with all this product, and the order comes in, they were the people who drive by the order, so we're able to track all those unique inventories for the ice cream truck, but, you know, when the pandemic hit, it was interesting, because it allowed us to kind of help educate a lot of our customers that were resistant to delivery. Um, was that... It was a resistance to on the client side. They didn't want it to leave the store without it being you know, fully traced back to the customer. What was the It was more just like my dispensary's running well, growing. Like I can't add that. Like, We've always done it this way. Well, it, <laughs> a little bit. Um, it was just the the fear of like, man, I have to get drivers and I have to pay for vehicles and insurance, like. I can't even deal with that. I have too much going on, right? But then the pandemic hit, and they're like, how do I do delivery, right? So we had some webinars educating people in the different states, like, here's how you do delivery, here's how you get permits or authorization for your, your municipality. And uh, so that was, it was good that we were able to help educate a lot of our customers because we were just seeing the trend that, like, you're just you're wasting all this money in marketing, educating If people want to learn uh, more about the Blaze, where can they find more information? Just on our website, blaze.me. Blaze.me. Is he not?
I think with that, we're going to have to roll this one up. So I want to thank my guest, Kai Kirk with Blaze. I'm Josh McCabe. This is the Talking Heads. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.